This is Savio. I've been seeking answers to some of life's most perplexing questions my entire life. In 2014, I was diagnosed with stage three cancer. And ever since, I realized my calling existed outside of what I knew to be familiar. This podcast is your home for survivors like myself and those who are searching to find meaning to their why. In season two, the show includes a mix of coaching sessions followed immediately by interviews with those from all walks of life who have been successful in the business, marketing, coaching, and financial worlds. The intent is to show the human experience in its rawest form so that others may glean insight. Nothing is rehearsed or has been edited. As a board-certified wellness coach, my job is to ask the deep questions of those trying to make sense of their place in this fractured world. I believe life speaks to us in different ways. Many of us listen, but don't know how or where to begin. As someone who has crossed the bridge between life and death, I say simply, begin where you are now and get busy living. If you liked today's episode, I would appreciate it if you could share it and subscribe. Be sure to tag me at The Human Resolve so I can reciprocate in kind. So without further ado, welcome to The Human Resolve Podcast. High performance coach Bamzi Palametla urges his clients to always seek the limits outside of their comfort zone. But when a developmental disorder affects one of his own children, he soon discovers a newfound appreciation for food and the energy it brings. Good to see you, Vamshi. Hey, Savio. Great to be here. Wonderful. So what would you like coaching on? Um, I would like to uh, maybe spend some time on the diet. I know that's not like maybe the area of your expertise, but that, that is where I think like maybe we all should be uh, focusing on because whatever that we are putting into our body is basically like we are becoming that person. So what I'm hearing is that you want to focus on diet when it comes to the fact that we sort of put a lot in ourselves that we want to sort of get the same output. Is that correct? Absolutely. Great. So what would be a great outcome for today's um, coaching conversation? So I would like to understand like maybe what is your approach towards the diet and also maybe is there anything that like maybe uh, we have a common audience like maybe we, we came from the same uh, area, we gone through like maybe similar things in our life. So I just wanted to learn from you and understand. Great, so you wanna understand how diet sort of works in terms of my own experience but also how that would sort of benefit other people. Is that correct? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So when I say to you food, what comes to mind? Well, I think like it's a kind of celebration. Mm. We all celebrate with food, right? After everything, it's like a reward that you're giving it to your body, yourself, like maybe after a big workout, uh, what are you going to be drinking? What kind of shake? So when that comes to your mind, you go, I think like I can go two extra reps. Mm. Anyway, I'm going to have that extra shake, right? So when you're going for a birthday party or maybe a friend's party, like a get together, you always think about, okay, anyway, I'm going to be eating few extra calories in the evening. How about I go for extra mile run? Mm. So that is, that, is, that is the first thing comes to my mind. It's a reward. It's a reward and it's sort of celebrating something. Has it mm. always been something that's been reward and celebrated in your life? It, it, it has been uh, all the time, but uh, uh, over the last like maybe decade, Savio, I, uh, I was consciously looking at how I'm celebrating the food. I'm, I'm trying to eliminate the things that 
are not serving me and also not serving my family members slowly picking those out and taking them out from our our, our menu so what what are some examples of of things that you've come across that you need to take out absolutely absolutely just just wanted to share like a, one personal story uh about like 11 years ago uh my son was 2 years old he got diagnosed with autism so at that point i had no idea what that term autism means so i spent so much time doing research on what is this all about why uh maybe people are talking about this then i realized that it's something like maybe uh, uh inside of the mind and uh we immediately changed few things in our diet in our home and we saw like maybe 60% improvement just within a month in terms of his behavior and i started like maybe spending more time wow this is so uh, amazing because like because of this particular food kids behavior is changing how about like maybe what else so we identified something uh, called casein this is like it comes with a, a dairy products and we started eliminating that from all all uh, sources like maybe no cheese no uh, milk at home and uh, that that uh, that alone i think like uh, helped my son to uh, develop real fast he's super good now it's pretty much like maybe out of the spectrum again like autism is is not like a, a small thing it's a wide spectrum right so uh, when he was like maybe 10 years ago he was at a different level now he's in a different level he still have like a few things related to that spectrum i think like maybe he's going to still have those things but the diet every time uh, savio this is something that like maybe always like maybe uh, fascinates me if he goes for a birthday party or he eats something that where he's not supposed to be eating immediately we see the results in next 2 hours so our brain pretty much like maybe uh, his his brain uh, processes that food like differently like maybe uh, he sees the reactions immediately so one is uh, to answer your question uh completely eliminate all the dairy and also we eliminated gluten from his diet so no bread no wheat uh no corn anything related to the gluten eliminated from that and also no sugar here maybe hardly he's like now 13 years old he might had candies once or twice in his life and since he didn't know what that is he's not even like maybe say hey i'm missing this thing he doesn't even like maybe like eliminated sugar from that and uh, initially i did not realize that maybe being adults like we need to follow that later maybe this was about 5 6 years ago i was working with multiple functional doctors and talking to them and it came to my mind why i'm not eliminating these things from my diet and i started like slowly pe- uh, peeling those uh, things mm that was a quick uh, uh, the long answer <laughs> yeah so i i heard eliminating gluten from your diet eliminating dairy so what are some benefits that you've noticed from eliminating those uh for me or for my son or overall for you for for me i think uh performance i'm i'm a high performance coach i i clearly see if i eat something with gluten something with uh dairy uh my performance levels are little different compared to uh again this is not going to be uh happening overnight over the period if you take like maybe sample of 6 weeks and you completely eliminate everything um, the gluten casein from your diet 
and uh, your performance, you can see the metrics completely different than um, when you have those things into uh, your diet. Again, it's 100%, it's not possible because like we never know if you go out for maybe uh, a party to somebody's house, not sure whether they're putting a butter in that because we, we can't be that picky and also sometimes uh, that also upsets them, oh, this guy's so picky. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. After answer that, it's performance. Performance. So I, I heard a lot of sort of things that you're eliminating. What are you adding to add to that performance? Um, adding into the performance, uh, I'm still like a work in progress. I'm not like a guru or legend in that in this space. Uh, I followed multiple diets, uh, plans. One is like a paleo before. I followed keto diet. I think uh, those two. I think gave me best results so far uh, but I'm, I'm not good at like adding more vegetables uh, to my diet yet my wife uh, she's helping me to consume good portion of vegetables at least like a couple of times a week so still still work in progress to to mm-hmm. to answer that question i think like maybe focusing on uh, 100% rule. When I'm in a keto diet, I'm 100% keto. I'm, I'm not saying that I eat whatever uh, maybe is available. I, I go very strict and I go that like a six-week cycle. Uh, that six weeks, I'm not entertaining any other, other ideas. Even if I wanted to skip some parties or like maybe say no to anything, I'll, I'll say no. So before, you know, besides the performance aspect, what other things are you hoping to gain from these additives? Clarity is one thing. I think uh, uh, the food that what we are putting into our body is going to uh, also uh, impact us on the next day. How clear we are, how our thinking process, and also uh, your skin. Your skin is going to be much more radiant. Uh, the things that are like maybe uh, if you don't put into your body, and you look uh, you look younger. You feel younger. So that is that is the main thing. It uh, looks doesn't matter, but like how you feel inside of our body is uh, the most important thing because the decisions that what we are going to be making is all depend on how we are feeling inside of our body. So the food uh, uh, is definitely a, a thing that, that are controlling our feelings. So when you think of sort of clarity within the body, as you, as you say, where, where does that resonate to you? Is there a specific area of the body? Um, it's more about your uh, purpose it's more about like why you are doing what you are doing and what kind of like maybe uh, the path that you are in so it's always like a consistent reminder of like uh, our path our uh, our direction so it's more on the it's more on the mindset I would say, uh, which part of the body that you, to answer your question, it's, it's towards the mind. So the more clear you are, I think uh, the better it is. Mm-hmm. And when you were sort of researching all this for your son and sort of, you know, re, you know reworking the diet, how did this, how did, how did you handle all that? It, it was, it was not uh, uh, maybe a textbook uh, guidance I got it I tried like many things this was about like a 10-year journey I spent like maybe tens of thousands of dollars consulting like many people going to programs uh, talking with the biohackers joining their masterminds and understanding what is working for them what is not working for them so uh, yeah a lot of ups and downs 
and uh, uh, experimented. Finally, I'm, I'm thinking I got uh, something that is working for me and for my family. And also I'm helping like many other high performance uh, uh, athletes uh, in the corporate world to, to gain the same, same experience. So how, how can Bamshi sort of create more celebration moments when it comes to food and, and diet? How can Vamsi create the celebration moments? Um, simple, uh, simple thing. Like every every day morning, I get up at five o'clock in the morning. That's like a non-negotiable for me. I've been doing this consistently for the last three hundred days. Wow! So every single day, I did not take a break uh, at during during the days that I got like a COVID shots. I did not take the break. I did not take a break on New Year's Day. I did not take a break on my birthday. So uh, 4.45 is the time I get up. Every day, five o'clock, I jump on a call, Zoom call, and like uh, about 10, 15 other people like uh, me, who's going to be joining the call. This is East Coast uh, time. And we talk about like a five minutes. What are the things that you're going to be uh, working on for that day? And the moment that that is done, uh, I'll put my workout gear, either I, I do go to my basement, uh, do my home workout, or maybe I go out for a run, or maybe I go to the gym. Uh, it's about like maybe 10 minutes drive from my home. By the time I complete my workout, I know how I'm going to be celebrating this. So I have a, a, a simple routine. I come home, put that whey protein. I put like a couple of almonds, maybe put like maybe uh, one fruit in there. Uh, add almond milk and that's my celebration mm. and uh, my my breakfast uh, savio is also a celebration and also it's it's a something simple uh, almost like out of 300 days i would say 275 days maybe 280 days i had the same breakfast so the breakfast is uh, three eggs I, I take like a whole eggs organic and i take one avocado full avocado that's my breakfast um so that's also a celebration uh, to just like say you you did you did it good and from there uh, my day starts. Hmm. First, I pay juice for my body, then I'll, I'll take care of like maybe my business and uh, everything later. Hmm. You mentioned earlier that sometimes sort of these restrictions that you have when it comes to food doesn't always work out with people that you see, family members, even you know, uh, you know, individuals' homes that you go to. How do you? sort of relegate that how do you how do you come to terms with that uh good good thing all of my friends all of my people that i have limited friends i'm i'm not like a extrovert i'm very introvert outside of when i'm not wearing my uh coaching hat i'm very introvert i don't even feel like maybe uh talking to strangers <laughs> <laughs> right i don't know maybe how uh, i became a coach and like maybe talking to thousands of people across the globe but all, all of my friends knows me exactly what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm really grateful for them. And they ask that, is that okay uh, for this breakfast? Is that okay? We, we are hosting this party at this time. Uh, I'm, I'm really uh, great to have those kind of friends. Would you like to do a little experiment with me? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So I just want you to get comfortable in your seat. Mm. If you feel comfortable or more inclined, you can Close your eyes. I just want you to take a couple of breaths in and out. 
And we're just going to do a quick body scan. I just want you to breathe into the different body parts that I mentioned. The top of the head, the forehead, the eyes, the third eye, the nose, the cheeks, the lips, the neck, the shoulders, upper body, torso, legs, and your feet. Just want you to take a couple more breaths in and out. Just want you to sort of, when it comes to food and diet and it being more celebratory and the restrictions, what is it, what's the ideal? Like, how would you want to be living? Hmm. I think flexibility is something um, comes to my mind. Very flexible in terms of my body and how uh, every part of my body is in my control. Uh, I see myself maybe 70 years old, maybe the fittest person around the block, maybe 80 years old, just like uh, uh, living the life. That's, uh, that's something I think always, uh, yeah, comes to my mind. Are you still eliminating gluten and dairy and um, sugar from your diet, living this ideal? Not, not um, by force, but I'm choosing not to uh, put those into my body because I'm feeling that like maybe it's may or may not required. Uh, for me, again, like it's not like I, nobody's putting gun on my head and say you need to eliminate that. If maybe once or twice, a couple of times a year, that's absolutely fine. What What are some of the other things you're doing in this ideal version? I think always uh, the routine. Be consistent and uh, keep that promise. Whatever that I'm telling it myself, how I'm looking at 80, maybe I'm how I'm looking at 85, 90, just uh, uh, keep that promise. Like if, if whatever we are doing right now, we are going to become that person. So routine-wise, pretty much 60, 30 to 60 minutes every single day, work on your body. Uh, and the remaining time, just uh, always, always be flexible. If you was to articulate that promise, what, what would you say it is? I think like four four things uh, comes to my mind. This this also like I learned from a lot of legends. Um, did I did I live fully? Did I love uh, my life? Did I love everything what I'm doing? And did I learn anything? And the last one, am I leaving my legacy? Mm. My dad is really really uh, athletic. He's uh, uh, he's been uh, diabetic for almost uh, thirty five years and uh, still very, very healthy. Uh, every single day he walks uh, minimum like a 10,000 steps. Uh, I've been like uh, trying to compete with him 
one month in the last maybe seven years or eight years since he got the first Fitbit. He got like pretty much every version of Fitbit. Uh, I bet him uh, like I, I across his numbers that one month I ran 200 miles. I signed up for one uh, New York race, New York uh, 300 mile race in two months time frame. Other, otherwise, like uh, every single month, he he he's uh, dominating me in terms of the number of steps. I, I'll always tell him one week I'm going to be dominating you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's that's something. Yeah. What are, what are some life lessons you've learned from your dad's diagnosis? It's I think like maybe the program that I got installed based on his activity, uh, his consistency, uh, whether he's here in US or whether he's traveling, like maybe wherever he is, he always like maybe be active, always like a go. He's not like maybe lifting weights. He's still normal human being just like us. And like he's uh, consistent. He get up and go, go for a walk and uh, always uh, completing his things. I think mm -hmm. that's uh, something that I... I got it naturally and trying to just like maybe continue that momentum. Mm. Is um, when you think of your dad and sort of the situation at hand, even though he's extremely active, are you feeling or sensing that you want to avoid and maybe prevent some of these things or is it some other type of feeling? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, that That's a great question, Savio. About 20, not 20, uh, 15 years ago, I got uh, into pre-diabetic, so that that was 2004. Uh, first, like maybe I had like a complete blood work done, and uh, they they said like you are uh, very close to getting diabetes. You're pre-diabetic. I was I was uh, active at that time, not like maybe really religiously active. I was doing here and there, like maybe taking whatever. Uh, that I was like, it's been 15 years or maybe more now, uh, maybe 17 years now, and I'm still pre-diabetic. And always like my PCP says that uh, it's it's very rare somebody's in that pre-diabetic for that long. Because maybe based on your activity, based on your, uh, uh, everything what you are doing, uh, that is that is preventing you to become a di diabetic. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Again, like a, there are a few things that we cannot uh, stop, right? So I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how can I just like maybe get out from the pre-diabetic and uh, become completely uh, normal. So mm -hmm. even this morning, I, I was checking at my glucose first thing in the morning to see how things are and uh, think uh, I still have some work work to do. Mm -hmm. So, so how does this sort of sh uh, shake out in terms of eliminating? Uh, you know, you mentioned sh you know sugars. You, you know, you mentioned um, you know gluten free. Uh, you know, you mentioned dairy free. Are you doing any type of additional things like supplementation or anything of that nature? Not not related to uh, diabetic or pre-diabetic. Typically, I take a couple of supplements uh, in the nighttime. I take magnesium. Uh, for that is that is uh, helping me to cool down uh, everything and. Uh, this morning, uh, I was just looking at my shelves before this call. I took like ashwagandha. That is uh, also, I think, like uh, helping me focus. That's like pretty much like help on everything. And uh, during the winter, I take uh, vitamin D3. Um, I take B12 sometimes whenever like maybe my uh, blood uh, results are um, 
maybe this they recommend me to take b12 a couple of times in the last couple of years so so those are the supplements that i um, i take on on a regular basis and what does your pcp suggest that you do to lower your uh, a1c to lower my a1c i think uh, uh, he he said like everything what you're doing is working out just keep doing that yeah. is that is that something you're satisfied with that answer no not at all not at all <laughs> yeah i, yeah, I can tell from your uh from your uh, from your you know facial expressions that it's not something you're satisfied with so how how, how can we create more accountability around that L- listening to the guidance of your pcp but mm. still doing things that involve food that's celebratory but that yet will keep you from getting that diabetes um Absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, w- one thing I'm thinking about is uh, starting intermittent fasting. Mm. Uh, I that is uh, I heard like a lot of good things. Uh, haven't incorporated into my routine yet. I tried a couple of times, but like not like as religious as my 5 a.m. routine or like my my workout routine. So that is uh, one thing I'm going to be working on. Maybe we can we can be accountable. Uh, you can be accountable for that. And also, at least once a week, uh, water fasting. Just water that uh, uh, maybe with uh, some some kind of like a pH into the water pH levels that will help. Uh, so those two things I'm considering. I think uh, I also recently was listening to one biohacker uh, conference. And uh, there, there are some clinics that helping people to uh, solve any problem, including like a cancer, including like a big uh, uh, issues with just water fasting. So all they're doing is they're asking people to join in their clinic for a week, maybe sometimes like maybe six months, and all they're going to be treating with the water. It's uh, pretty fascinating. So These are the things that are free. Yeah, these are the yeah. things that are free, but like we, we always look for shiny things, right, Savio? We yes. always look for, oh, who is the best doctor to cure and who is, what is the best antibiotic that we need to put into the body? But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any, any other thoughts, any other recommendations? I'm allowed to hear from you. Well, you know, you know, you mentioned a couple of things that sort of sparked my interest. You mentioned that you tried keto. You also mentioned you tried other things. Um, obviously, there's you know, things like the carnivore diet, there's things like eating the rainbow, right? But you mentioned earlier about <laughs> not eating too many vegetables. Um, I'm just sort of curious, like, have you, st- when you've done these diets, how long have you done them for? Um, every time, like a six-week cycle. If I, if I start a keto diet, uh, minimum time is the six-week cycle. I think we are get, going to get results if you complete, like, at least two six-week cycles. Uh Paleo diet, I think that was the one I was very consistent for almost uh, six months. So that was, I think, like maybe the best uh, uh, time I had, six months of consistency. And I really felt like every part of my body is fresh. All the cells are like completely uh, uh, active. Mm-hmm. What, what, uh, did your a- A1C levels change during that time? That time it was it was pretty good, like uh, uh, A1C, uh, very very normal range. Uh, hmm. Yeah, but uh, one one side effect I got during either paleo diet or uh, in the keto diet, my cholesterol levels went up. 
So that I think uh, maybe the side effect I noticed that I, uh, yeah, that is that is something that like maybe uh, I did not like it. Hmm. So Vamshi, given that all that we sort of you know we spoke about, what do you what do you think an action plan or one step would be in the right direction? I think uh, follow what worked before. This is the key mantra, right? Do more of what is working and eliminate what is not working. And maybe uh, action plan would be looking at uh, my past, maybe five, six years, and do do more of maybe the things that, that helped me before and start adding more water fasting or maybe intermediate fasting into this. So that way, that that's that's what I'm thinking. I'm open for uh, ideas. I always like bring my empty <laughs> cup, <laughs> empty cup to fill <laughs> fill the ideas. How does the uh, support system work for you when it comes to your diet goals? Uh, my wife, she she she's like a, a great uh, supporter for me. She's the one like maybe t- everything um, behind the scenes helping me so i always like tell her this is this is what i'm planning on doing for the next six weeks and uh, she's 100 percent supporting me uh, but always like looking for options <laughs> mm. but uh, mm. accountability is something that i preach uh, part of my coaching programs i work with like a lot of uh, uh, people in the corporate and also entrepreneurs to uh, uh, be more accountable right so but for me i think i need to have something similar as well mm. So a thought just sort of occurred to me, if you're okay with me sharing. Sure, absolutely. Sure. You know, you mentioned a few things. You mentioned your high performance. You you looked at many different diets. You are sort of helping, you know, your son with, you know, his, you know, health challenge. Um, I'm curious, like, what is your relationship with food? Are you mindful when you're eating? That's that's really good, really good question. This is... Uh so can you expand a little bit a little sure. bit about the mindfulness sure so there's you know the sort of um, uh sort of you know theory or, or way called you know vipassana which is you know mindful breathing mindful walking mindful doing there's also mm-hmm. mindful eating how mm-hmm. does that food what is the benefit of that food what is the interpretation of that food how is that food being chewed how is that food being ingested um you know it creates not only pauses but it sort of allows you to appreciate the food mm-hmm. in a different way rather than just fueling it's really there to sort of um create more of a sort of regeneration aspect you know they often say f- food is healing so just thought it's something i thought i would mention to you absolutely absolutely first, first of all thank thank you for bringing this uh, into into my awareness my wife she's been talking about this for a very long time and uh Earlier, maybe two, three years ago, when I was at uh, my dining table, I used to have phone on my hand, answering my corporate emails, sending text messages while eating. And uh, she said like one day, I think like your energy, whatever that you're putting in, going to them, not to you. And uh, kids also used to do the same thing. They used to watch something on their iPad or watch something on the TV. So we made a rule at our home saying that no devices on the table. Even though there is a movie that like may be really, really exciting, it's a dinner time, we need to pause that movie, then go to the dinner and have it. But what you just said, it's like next level. I think we need to start thinking about where that energy is going 
I think uh, I, I'm not doing that, Savio. That's that's a great great reminder. Yeah. Wonderful. Great. So, how does this all shake up with you from where we began to sort of where we're ending? It is it is uh, going going pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. I like I like the way you asked me to close my eyes and just feel every part of the body. I kind of can clearly feel that and. Uh, yeah, and the last uh, tip that you gave, the food, food is energy, and uh, whether we are sending that energy towards with awareness towards every part. Excellent. I think this is a really good place to transition into uh, the interview portion. So, tell everyone about you know Vamshi, your work, and you know sort of you know your commitment to growth and and development. Absolutely, absolutely, Savio. So very, I'm not, I'm not like a marketing or sales guy. As I said, like I'm an introvert. I started my career uh, when I was 19 years old, originally from India, and uh, I was working in a corporation for uh, at that point uh, back in like early 2090, uh, not 2000, like 97, for about like a $30 a month. My first IT job. I was uh, not. Uh, I mean, like really uh, bad. I was like really enjoying what I was doing. Again, my one of the principle is learning. Am I learning every day? Every day I used to learn so many things. One day, I met one of my friend's friend. He came from Singapore, and he said uh, the life in Singapore is so good, and uh, opportunities for IT people are so 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 amazing. So I had no idea where Singapore was on the map. I went to a travel agency and with somebody's help, and I got a visitor visa to uh, Singapore. So I moved from uh, the place I was in India to Singapore for the very first time along with one of my cl- a good friend, and uh, I 100x my income from $30, $30 a month to $3,000 a month. Awesome. So I, I, looking back at that, what did I do there? Because I stepped out from my comfort zone. My communication was not that great. I did not even have a college degree at that point. And uh, I was just 21 years old. And uh, I started doing that more in my uh, life, Savio. That is that is where uh, uh, it, it's been like long journey, 23 years of corporate career. Uh, I moved out from corporate uh, about like 18 months ago. And I'm doing this full-time coaching uh, business. So while I was in the corporate, I was uh, leading uh, bigger teams across the globe uh, and uh, various like maybe different roles. I was also helping uh, many people above me, below me, uh, across to me. So one day after attending a conference uh, from Tony Robbins, um, I asked myself, I think I should be doing something what Tony is doing because not many people got access to Tony. I personally invested like maybe more than $300,000 on my personal growth on various channels, like maybe working with uh, people like Tony, Brendan Bouchard, Robin Sharma, uh, being in their masterminds and uh, working with one-on-one coaches. So, but not many people got access to the information that I have. And I started maybe uh, drafting, like how can I just like maybe start sharing my information? It all started with one client. Now I have hundreds of clients across the globe. Uh, Last night we had a call uh, uh, with um, multiple people. People joined that call from Thailand, uh, Singapore, uh, Australia. It's it's all like a journey. So to to, to, uh, summarize everything, the program that I created is called Personal Mastery. So three components in this program. One is the mindset. Everything starts with the mindset. The moment you start 
uh, tuning your mindset there is there is a, a no no cap no limit the second the second component is all about momentum how to how to gain uh, the momentum and the final component is all about the mastery how you are going to be separating from everyone else how you are going to be standing out from the competition whether you are an entrepreneur making like maybe uh, $50,000 a month or $5 million a month i have clients from all all uh, uh, pretty much like the spectrum uh, people in the corporate people in the entrepreneurship so but these three things are pretty common uh, i help them to get into the next level that's a quick so, overview so what are some sage advice that you would give for someone who's up and coming someone who has this vision for their life but you know don't they really don't know where to begin i think start now don't wait for a perfect opportunity perfect moment uh, everything everything is outside of your comfort zone the moment you step out from there you're going to be seeing possibilities you're going to be seeing many wonders we all we all have the same capacity but 95% of the time including myself we are telling stories to our mind a different stories i think you can only make this much you can only run this much uh, david goggins is is a phenomenal guy um, maybe most of your audience i think like maybe know him so he always says something that we need we all need to keep in our mind if you the moment you think you are done you're just 40% done there is yeah. still 60% remaining inside of you so if you just like maybe use that like maybe 5% i think we are going to be unstoppable you're going to be uh, going extra mile and what were some of your you know some of your sort of things that you sort of encountered in your life that you've overcome what are, what are some tips or, or 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 things you can give my audience that sort of will help them avert some very negative aspects sure sure uh, one simple story uh, when i was in corporate maybe 11 years ago i moved into a management position very first month savio i supposed to give one keynote speech in front of like my team i prepared really well for the speech but uh, i thought like it's only like maybe people who are going to be reporting to me and uh, my mindset was just expecting 15 people in the room suddenly i realized that like maybe 100 plus people in the auditorium wow. immediately my mind kind of like this is not what you prepared for so this is not like maybe you are going to be delivering i completely bombed on the stage uh, i felt like a big failure that night i could not even sleep i was like completely like maybe lost my uh, mojo next day morning i went to the work my intention was talk to my manager and tell him thank you for this opportunity this is not me i cannot handle this kind of like maybe stage shows or maybe uh, present in front of larger audience this role that you offered me expect me to do those of things so i think like i don't want that role i wanted to go back to my previous role so that was my intention i went there my manager at that point he said something uh, i think completely transformed the way i was thinking he said very first thing once you did pretty well yesterday wow so uh that that is uh, that is something completely uh shocked me and uh i i was about to tell him i would have done a little better and he said there are going to be more opportunities down the road 
that this topic is over. I stepped out from the room and I decided somebody believed in me. So I do not want to let that person down for any reason. And I asked myself, what, what can I do to meet those expectations? What can I do to just like maybe give my best towards like maybe uh, his belief? And I started investing into programs like a Toastmasters. This was like 11 years ago. That was my first one. Then I started going to conferences. Every single month after my paycheck, paying my bills, whatever is remaining, I did not put into my savings account or maybe stock account. I started like asking myself, how can I use this money to transform my life? Mm. The reason I became now, uh, who I am now, because of those investments that I made over the time. So to answer maybe to the message for all of you, always think about it. The money sitting in your bank account is not going to be helping you unless you becoming more valuable. So you need to start thinking about if you have $100 sitting in your account, put $10 into your brain. Start going to conferences, start reading books. Maybe go to Audible if you don't have time, listen to those books. Uh, Information is available everywhere. Most of the time people think, uh, I can watch this from YouTube, I can do it from this, this, this. No, that's not going to be helping you. You're going to be just consuming maybe lunch from McDonald's, uh, snack from Burger King, dinner from Taco Bell. That is what like YouTube content is. Unless somebody like Savio, somebody like maybe a coach, uh, hold your hand and give the right information. So you need to you need to definitely work with the person to bypass the learning curve. Otherwise, after 10 years, you're still going to be there consuming that free information. You know, you're going to be obese, just like the person who eats in McDonald's every single day. Obese with information, you don't get transformation. The coach is somebody can hold your hand and help you to cross the finish line. I love that. That's uh, that's really great. That's really great. Yeah, I have a personal belief that everyone has their own personal commandments. What are some of yours? Um, but I have some principles that I operate on. I think like it's your life is not about just like you. Your life is all about how many people that you touch. Wow. This is also going back to uh, one of the famous quote from Zig Ziglar. If you help people around you get what they want, you get whatever you want. So those are the things like it's the same for uh, in the in the business. It's same for the relationship. It's same everywhere, uh, Savio. If you help your kids what they want, they'll give you what you want. You you want their love, so that if you want to do the do same with your clients, you get this exactly the same thing. And what and what would you say when it comes to obstacles and things that stand in people's way? What what do you what do you suggest people do? Always uh, the inner voice inside of our head. The biggest obstacle that we ever have is the story that we are telling it to ourselves. The only person that pulling us down is nobody else. That's just us. We are telling you are not good enough. You are not like capable enough. The very first thing that I help uh, my clients to do is come up with like maybe what are the limiting beliefs that holding you back, right? There are two ways, uh, a simple analogy, Savio, for your audience. There are two ways that you can make a boat go faster. Okay, one way, keep the existing boat, add a bigger engine. Go to BMW showroom or go to the company and get that engine, install it, install it on your boat. 
that engine requires a lot of maintenance. That engine requires uh, more fuel. You can go faster, but at the end of the day, you will be burned out. You will be tired. That is one way. Second way, look at your boat and see what are the things that does not belong in this boat and let them go. So your boat will be lighter and you're still going to be going faster this time. You're not going to be burning out. You're going to be really, really uh, happy with your journey. Can you share a story with one of your clients that that you felt made the biggest transformation? Um, sure, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I think like uh, many many stories. One uh, I wanted to share recently uh, that that uh, transformed one of my client. She was working uh, fifty sixty hours, making good money, but. Uh, that is not like maybe the life that she wanted to have. So the moment she uh, signed up for the program, uh, within the first six weeks, she cut her hours by almost like maybe uh, half and uh, her revenue got uh, doubled. Not not just doubled, I think like maybe it's almost like close to three times. The reason behind, mm-hmm. working on the right things. Many times people think they need to work on, work hard, to make an impact. It's not working hard. This is almost like uh, you have a million dollars sitting in your bank account and you have an ATM card and somebody gave the pin, but the pin is not in a sequence order. No matter how hard you work on typing that pin, you're not going to get the results unless somebody gives the sequence order, right? That is exactly the right work. Um, I, uh, I had an opportunity to just like help her to cross that pivotal point. Now looking back, uh, this this is I think like the best thing happened to her and she's not going to going back to that old routine at all because now she knows what is the right work, what are the things that she has to be focusing on. It's like one of like maybe many, many uh, success stories. Yeah, that's that's amazing because you basically allowed her to tap into her own genius, which is great. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. awesome. All right, so tell my audience where they can find you on the internet. Sure. Um, again, like I'm, I'm still uh, introvert. I'm like, like not uh, too much presence on my uh, any of the channels. The best place to find me, go to LinkedIn and uh, type my name, wamsi.polymetla or wamsi.polymetla. You can, you can uh, see me. I have a website. I'm still like not 100% done with that. It's called wamsi.coach. Uh, still work in progress. And can you spell your last name for my audience? Sure, yeah. Poli Metla, P as in Peter, O-L-I-M-E, T as in Tom, L-A, Poli Metla. I'll also type, uh, send that information to you. Maybe you can put on the, sure. your podcast notes. Excellent. Well, Vamshi, I really had a great conversation with you. This was really eye-opening and also, I think, informative for most people to sort of get them to where they need to go. I, I always, as a coach, I always ask that question of where do you want to be? And sometimes people came and articulate it. So I think it's important for individuals to have the steps or, or to know that the steps exist in order to get there. So thank you again. Absolutely. Really appreciate it. I, I really enjoyed the conversation, Savio. Okay. I, li- I like your tip. I'm going to be implementing it right after this. Okay, wonderful. Thank you again. Hi there. I really hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode of The Human Resolve. 
If you feel that others may enjoy this episode as well, please share socially at The Human Resolve. They can also visit my website, thehumanresolve.com, where I offer one-on-one coaching sessions, daily prompts to move in the right direction, sync directly to your smartphone, and a subscription to my weekly newsletter where I probe into the secrets from living smarter to feeding your three brains. If you could also help me out and give me a review and rating on this platform, because I do care what you have to say, I would really appreciate it. Now, get out there, my friends, and get busy living.